Episode number nine, The Power of Discipleship with Hunter Williams. Here we go, tribe. This is the Kidman Tribe Podcast. We're helping you as children's pastors, volunteers, and leaders plan, create, and execute incredible life-changing kids worship experiences at your church. With practical tips, coaching, training, and resources from the best in kids ministry around the world. It's time to join the tribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining the Kidman Tribe Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Noble. I want to say thanks for being a part of the tribe. I appreciate all of you who've listened and commented and, and shared with your friends. Today is going to be a great edition of the Kidman Tribe Podcast. Discipleship is really a topic that I think we have to be looking at in our kids' ministry. And I can't believe we're already halfway through the year. We're looking at August. School will be here soon. And I think August is always a great time to reevaluate what you're doing in your kids' ministry to get ready for this great time of growth in the fall that's going to come. Before we do that, though, I want to say thanks to our host sponsor today, Tom Bump with the Kids Ministry Collective podcast. Tom is a great friend of 1230Kids and a great friend of the Kidman Tribe podcast. And I highly encourage you to go and check his podcast out. On the podcast, Tom is focused on everything kids ministry, from resources to books to different ministry thoughts and ideas. The Kids Ministry Collective is definitely a podcast that you want to get connected to, and you can find it anywhere where you find your podcast. He's a great partner and a great friend, and I'm thankful he's part of the tribe. Go check it out today. We're going to tell you more about Tom in just a moment. Today, I'm very excited. We have a great guest on, Hunter Williams. He's a missionary with Awana, and he's focused on discipling children, really raising up this generation of believers to have a war biblical worldview and how we do that in our kids' ministry, how to integrate that in. Um, I'm super excited that he's on. We're going to be talking about the power of discipleship and really looking at what discipleship means and how it plays out in the local church. Like I said, Hunter serves as a missionary with Awana, and he sees himself as a child discipleship advocate. Thank you for advocating for Discipleship Hunter. I so appreciate it. His calling is to elevate the view of children and the quality of discipleship they receive in church and at home. Let's face it, parents are a major discipler of kids just from the amount of time that they have. Hunter graduated from Moody Bible Institute with a BA in Biblical and Theological Studies and is currently working on his MDiv through Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. He loves connecting with people trying new things, reading, and going on adventures with his family. We'll be talking also about the importance of discipling children and looking at some very practical ideas that you can insert this fall to help raise up kids to be Christ followers. We're going to jump in with Hunter right after this. Hi, my name is Tom Bump, and I'm the host of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. Over at our KMC podcast, we love talking everything kid ministry, from resources to books to different uh, ministry thoughts and ideas and thought leaders. We would love for you to come check us out and take a listen to our podcast. New episodes drop every Monday, and we believe that it's an awesome conversation each and every week. Just wanted to say thank you to 1230 Media for letting us sponsor an episode and for being a part of the Kid Ministry Collective community and providing us some great resources over there too. So I hope you'll come check it out, take a listen, Give us some thoughts. We would love to have you as part of the Kid Ministry Collective community and as a podcast listener. So God bless you. Have a great day. 
Well, hello, Kidman Tribe. It's Jason Noble, your host. I'm so excited today to have Hunter Williams on with us. He is a missionary with Awana, has a heart for kids, and a great story of how God led him to ministry. Hunter, welcome to the Kidman Podcast, where we're all about helping resource children's leaders, volunteers, uh, people that serve kids and love kids, and make the Sunday experiences better, and so, and really experiences in general. And so, I'm so honored to have you on today. Um, I love your heart already. Tell us your journey. How did you get into kids ministry? What are you passionate about? Tell us about your family. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, gl- great to be on the the podcast with you. And uh, before we go on here, I was telling you a little of my journey. It's yeah. kind of a winding road, you know. Uh, it, it wasn't on my radar to work in kids ministry specifically. When I went to Bible college, uh, my dream was to be a church planter. I was going to be a pastor, church planter. Wow. Uh, my dad was a church planter, planted a church in our house with wow. like seven people, and got to see it grow and morph, which was really cool. Hey, that could um, still be on your that could still be on your radar. I was a children's oh, yeah. I never thought, but I'm a church planter now. So kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How it's flipped. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And I keep that in my back pocket. It's not to say I'll never do it. Right. Um, but you know, it, it's just interesting how God works. Cause that was my main focus, my main drive. And, um, Ryan out of Bible college was a youth pastor and that was already, you know, growing and stirring my heart for the next generation. And, you know, like, you know, it's a long story, but through different circumstances and hardships, kind of the way I say that I got into kids ministry was I was in a place in life where my hands were open because uh, I had gone through some severe health issues. I had gone through job loss. Um, I, so I, I got laid off of a job like two days after I bought a new house and right before a second child was born. Oh, and my, so in meltdown, were you just like, oh my goodness, like, what are we going to do? It was a weird mix. The day of, I was really calm. And then it kind of kicked in a few days later. And then, you know, I was just in this spot where I was like, God, I I, I need something. I, I'll do anything. And right. <laughs> um, it was uh, it was in the midst of all this hardship that I got a call from Awana, uh, the missionary, because the, what they call what we do in, in our regions is they call us missionaries. And uh, okay. so they want a missionary in my region before called me and said, Hey, Hunter, God laid you on my heart. I think you're my replacement. And I said, I don't know. We'll see. And so I started praying about it. And if I hadn't been in this place where I said, God, I'll do whatever you want. I don't think I would have considered that at all. Right. Because and it's still I'm off so, the radar. Yeah. Right? I mean, had you done, yeah, Awana, yeah. were you a part of Awana or? Yeah. So I actually came to Christ through Awana. That's a really powerful story in itself. Uh, one thing that's cool is I got to go to Awana's headquarters and do a testimony video of my story because God took a family that was far from him and brought him, brought us near to him through Awana. My, my whole family came to Christ through Awana. It's pretty powerful. But um, power of kids So I love, yeah, yeah. It changed the whole family. And you know, so I, I knew Awana was a big, big fan of it just wasn't on my radar to work for the organization. And, um, and I'm so glad I did. I was just telling someone at lunch today that this is the most joy I've had in ministry. I mean, yeah, because what's unique about my, my job, my ministry is I don't necessarily work with kids a lot. I work with the leaders that work with kids. I do a lot of training, consulting, coaching, but through that, God has just grown this vision in my heart for the next generation because 
there, I often tell people there's a twofold blessing in kids ministry because in kids ministry, you pour into the kids now, but the pouring you do now builds the church tomorrow as well. So there's this, there's not really a ministry like that where there's a twofold blessing that happens in that one occurrence where you're, you're making strong disciples today, but also building a strong foundation for the church of the future. And it's uh it's a powerful well, church, thing to be a part of. The church of the future and what we have in kids are in adults will be determined by what we put into them right now. I was just talking to That's somebody right. today about a topic and I'm sitting on the plane. I just flew um, and talking to this person. He said it was so smart. We were talking about an issue and obviously we're not going to go into the issue, but he said it was so smart. They took the issue into the elementary schools 20 years ago and now all of the thinking has changed. And so it just shows you how powerful it is to get, you know, some children's leaders don't really think that they're doing much, right? Like they can't see the seeds, right. they're planting the seeds, but I promise you, you'll see it. I promise. Oh, you yeah. put in kids today, you're going to see tomorrow, you're going to see down the road. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's my story. I was, a, I was like really hyperactive as a kid. And I guarantee those Awana leaders, those first several weeks with me, they're like, I don't think this kid's getting anything, you know? <laughs> He might not even be going to heaven. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. hyperactive too. So I can totally get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the power of kids ministry. You never know uh, what you're building into that child. And I'm so thankful for the leaders that poured into my life because I can imagine what, what directions I would have taken oh, if I hadn't really? had those leaders who were faithfully week in and week out pouring into me. Could you imagine? I mean, like how different life would be if those volunteers and leaders weren't there for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so we can say right off the bat of this podcast that any leader listening to this, your labor is not in vain. It is not. Right. You do week in and week out. You may think, oh, they're not listening. This is crazy. I promise you, even the craziest kid, because I get it, even the most wild kid is listening and you don't know what God's doing in their heart, you know? Um, So I can look back to all those kids leaders I had and thank them and say, I'm here where I am now because of what you did. Well, and you never like people that changed the world were crazy as kids, probably. I mean, just because they have so much, like, I mean, they just have a ton of vision, a ton of energy, a ton of like, and if we can get that moving in the right direction, you know, I mean, and that's really like the God direction of saying, Hey, yeah. look at all of the giftings and the talents. And I bet somebody spoke that into your life. Like they saw what you could be and started to mold the, you know, mold the potter, the, the clay and started yeah. to in the direction. I mean, it's pretty awesome. And you were a PK, right? Again, you, yeah. you were. Yeah. Later. So my dad became a pastor when I was around 11 years old. Okay. Um, see, that's, what's crazy about my story. My dad was a country singer. Seriously. Singing clubs and bars and all this stuff. And wow. God radically changed his life. And he went from singing in clubs to preaching in churches. And so he's a pastor now. It's just, it's just crazy to see how God used that, that moment of me going to a children's ministry, to Awana, and how that just changed our, our, the trajectory of our entire family. So I've been in ministry now for about probably 22 years. And I can't tell you how many families I've heard have been changed like that because their kids started. They went, they brought their parents and it completely changed the trajectory of their, of their life. I mean, and so I think like what you said, like any children's leader, pastor, person listening today, you're discouraged. You're wondering if you're making a difference. I promise you Hunter's a picture of what happens when we stay stick in there. And we really, really focus on that. So you have a family today. How many kids do you have? Like, tell us about that. 
Yes, I've got uh, a beautiful wife named Sammy. We've been married five years and uh, cool story behind how we met. I won't share it here, but we're both from Chattanooga, Tennessee, but we met at a concert in Chicago. It's, it's, it's amazing how God brought us together. But, the question um, is what concert? So you what, I don't know if you know the band. They're a local Chattanooga group. And oh, that's okay. the crazy thing. It was a local Chattanooga group playing in Chicago. Oh, and wow. that's how we connected. Yeah, it's, it's, wow. it's amazing. But um, That's great. Yeah, so uh, met my wife, Sammy, at Moody Bible Institute. That's where we went to college. And, um, and then we have three kids. Margo is our oldest. Uh, Clark, our son, he's the middle child. And then Opal is nine months old. I love those names. And, how old are I was gonna, So nine months, how old is your son? Two. And then uh, Margo is four. So you guys are busy, 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 busy. That's that's great. Oh yeah, uh, it goes fast. I mean, we're just at the point of now being empty nesters. So, uh, which is crazy how fast it's gone. What I absolutely appreciate you about you is here's a young guy who's saying I'm willing to give my life to kids ministry and leaders and and training, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that we've got young guys like you stepping up and saying, "Man, I'm in." And, you know, usually, and I talked to Brian Dollar, I don't know if you, Brian, Brian on a podcast that we've done. And I'm, I just told him, I said, I'm so thankful for guys because guys that are willing to step in, you know, children's ministry traditionally has been ladies, a lot of ladies, which I'm so thankful for, but to see the guys stepping in too, you know, I think it's just awesome. Well, let's jump into this today. Um, what do you think is one issue that you hear from children's leaders talking about? And what are your thoughts about how we solve that? How do we, how do we dig in? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question because you know with uh, my ministry, it, I I get to talk to a lot of different leaders, different churches uh, yeah. across denominations, and you you have a lot of different conversations. But something that's come up a lot re- in recently because of COVID is uh, this this issue of the decline and departure of kids from church. Oh wow! They they're they're either seeing a decline in attendance or they're seeing departure altogether of kids where maybe they went through the kids ministry, but beyond that, they, they walk away from the church. And this, this is something we've known, you know, there's been statistics for years from Barna and other groups that say, you know, when kids get to high school, like 60% of them walk away from the church. And I think it's something we've known, but it just feels like recently it's become more of a felt reality yeah. to people. And, uh, and that's definitely an issue, right? Because in your kids' ministries, you don't want to see them uh, declining or, or departing. You know, you, right. you want to see them discipled. And right. so and then you tie that volunteers in the same issue, parents. Oh, yeah. Because the parents are probably gone too. That's why the kids aren't there. So, like, it's a mm-hmm. very interesting, you know, interesting turn of events, you know. And so, yeah. what do you, what do you think? How do we solve that? What do you think is, uh, one of the ways or some of the things people are talking about? Yeah. Um, so I think, first of all, it comes to asking the right question. Because yes. uh, the, the question I keep getting is, well, Hunter, how do we get them back? And I say, that's a good question. But I think there's one we need to ask before that. And it's the question of why did they leave in the first place? That's a great question. That's a great question. And and so I actually think it comes down to when you get to the core of the issue, because there's a lot of other things we could point to like COVID and some other things, but I think the heart of the issue is discipleship. Yes. If I had to boil this, uh, this idea down, decline and departure is rooted in what we're doing with discipleship. 
Yep. And, um, and, and that fits perfectly with what you said, because it's not just discipleship of kids, but discipleship of families, parents, guardians, because that shapes the whole family. And, and here's what I mean by an issue of discipleship. It's not an issue of whether we're discipling them or not, but it's an issue of what are we discipling them to? Yep. And are we doing it to a greater degree than something else? And let's be um, honest, discipleship is the hard work. That's the yeah. problem. That's where you get in. And, you know, I mean, I read it. I read a great quote today at Church's Theme. It said, you know, their, their tagline was um, hope, not hype. And I thought, man, that's mm-hmm. so good, right? Because we always think of that in kids ministry. It's like, well, what can we do next to keep them entertained? And I think we're kind of past that moment, you know, and even the parents, yeah. it's like, and, I, and I'm not saying anything negative about that. I think you can do both. But the problem yeah. with discipleship is where it, it's time and it's work. And your leaders have to be de- being disciple because I think so many times they're giving out of an empty well. You know, you've had yes. literally years of biblical illiteracy, you know, I mean, and so how do you, how as leaders can you pour in if you haven't been poured into? Oh, yeah. And there's so many directions we can take this. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it's not that we're against excellence or having fun or anything like that. But like you said, it comes down to what is the church called to? No matter what, where you're at in the church, whether you're seven or 70, your yeah. call is to go and make disciples. And so yeah. if that's the core, we need to be thinking through, okay, how is that looking in our church? And uh, you know, discipleship, there's a lot of books written on it and stuff. And I simply define discipleship as what develops you and directs you. Because oh, whatever's developing me as a person is going to direct my life. Yep. And that's why I say it's not so much of an issue of if we're discipling them or not. It's a question of what is discipling them. Something's mm-hmm. always developing our kids and something's always directing them. Yes. And that's why we need to ask, what are we forming our kids into? I think formation is a phenomenal word yes. when it comes to kids ministry. What are we forming our kids into? Yep. And so one thing I work with uh, churches on is, okay, what's the goal of kids ministry? It's forming disciples of Jesus, ones that follow him no matter what. So then you work backwards and say, well, how do we get to that point? What are the things that lead to a kid, to a child uh, resiliently following Jesus? Right. And uh, man, it's it's a great conversation to have because it can make you realize there's things we're doing. It's a lot of time and energy that maybe isn't leading to that goal. Exactly. And I think you have to look at, okay, what are the indicators that they are being Mm -hmm. discipled? So when you yes. sit down, when I was at the Assemblies of God National Office, we sat down and we started working on indicators at each age range. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is how what this is what we'd expect from a kid when they're five years old. You know what they would be exhibiting in their lives and asking that question. And where that really hit me is when I was a kids pastor, we were doing all the entertainment and having a great time in kids service, and and I I started asking our kids what they were learning, and they weren't learning anything. And I go, mm-hmm. okay, we got to rethink this. And so what are the goal indicators? What are the things we're looking for in their lives to know that we're headed in the right direction? You know, what is the kind of the return on our investment so we can actually see in their lives, like we want them to be exhibiting. And to me, you know, sometimes we think discipleship is just, if they can just spout off answers to Mm. questions and you're going to get your gold star on the board if you memorize the scripture. And we turned that upside down and right. And we said, okay, you're going to get the gold star if you're living it out. You know, like if you're as a kid, 
like, and you're doing your best to love your neighbor or live, love that scripture. And so we almost switched and said, tell us in your own words, what that meant to you, you know, instead of just regurgitating the scripture. So it's very interesting. Um, What do you think is one thing children's leaders can do to execute better children's experiences and in discipleship? And I know we've talked about it a little bit, but how do you dig into that? So my main thing, uh, I was trying to think of how to, how to word this, but I guess the way I would put it is maximize the majors and yeah. by leaving room in the margins, Ooh, maximize yeah. the majors by leaving room in the margins. Okay. Um, now what I mean by the reason I word it that way is I think in all the busyness of kids ministry, you know, we, we do this song that we move to this event and we, 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 we do a craft and we do this. I think in all the busyness, uh, we haven't left room in the margins for the things that can really matter. That um, is so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Say that again. Cause I think our leaders need to hear that. Okay. Let me see if I remember maximize the majors by leaving room in the margins. Write that uh, down friends. That's a, that if you don't get anything else out of today, take that to the bank. Yeah. And I mean, that came from experience, you know, thinking through is when, when I was a youth pastor or even churches I work with today, there's just so much, there's so many things going on. It's like you're juggling a million balls. And so I guess what it comes down to, and I say maximize the majors, think through what are the the primary things that will lead to a disciple. So at Awana, we have done a lot of research and study and we said, okay, here's the three primary things that lead to a disciple, belong, Ooh, believe, and become. Say it again. And it's super easy to remember. The three primary factors that lead to a resilient disciple are belong, believe, and become. And it's super easy to remember. Belonging, you know, what do kids belong to? Research has shown, and actually I wanted an extensive research project with Barna on the power of relationships in the church when it comes to a, a child's spiritual vitality. Yep. And every point of the research showed the more strong relationships a child had in the church, the stronger their faith was and the longer it, it lasted uh, into it, it, just all the ways we researched this. It was so powerful. Let me throw something on that. Relevant did an article on why they really felt um, youth were leaving the church or college age were, were leaving the church. And one of the things they said is we don't connect well. Um, you know, kids church is so different than adult services. And one of yes. the things they said is the kids that served all throughout their, their high school, their, their elementary high school served in the adult services. They were the most likely to say, because they had that relationship built. It felt like that's right. One church. It felt like it didn't feel like you have kids church here. You have youth church here. And then you have adult church, which is completely different than what kids are used to. And so I think that has to be part of that discipleship is getting them plugged in, serving, using their giftings at a super early age to be to, to belong. Yeah. And so with each of those pieces, you know, belong, believe, become, I, I was trying to think through really practical things about how do you maximize it and leave room in the margin. So belonging is this idea of building uh, good, caring relationships with kids, not just uh uh, a, a quick pass by, say their name, but how can you build meaningful relationships and something really simple? Because I know all children's ministries and everyone listening to this, all their children's ministries are, are built differently. Right. And so I was trying to think of something that could kind of work across all, all terrain. And one thing that I remember was really impactful when I was a youth pastor is we had a, a testimony time built in somewhere in the ministry, but it was twofold. So not just a child sharing their testimony, we would have adults from the service. We would oh, have wow. a rotating list. 
And so every week there was a new adult from the church coming and sharing their God story and connecting with the kids and kids got to ask them questions. And so that way, when they came to church, they said, oh, that's Mr. George. He shared his story three weeks ago. Oh, that's Miss, you know, and so that testimony time is a powerful way for kids to practice sharing their story, but also hearing stories from members in the church and uh, builds, it's easy way to build those connections, but it's true what you said. We can build silos in our church and not show that it's one body of Christ. totally, Totally. Well, and you know, it's even in like the becoming part of it. It's so important that we train our leaders. One, I was at a church and I was speaking. Um, and I found out, actually, it was with my son. We were at a church and he had this brand new tie. He wore a tie. He was a little guy. He was like probably six years old. And he was so proud of his tie. Not one kid's ministry leader recognized it. Not one kid, oh. not one took the time to go look at your tie. And oh my goodness, you know, it was, and I'm just like, even something as simple as that. So in our church plant, we're, we're training our leaders to look for the little things. Because just yeah. to know, like, and he was so bummed. He came home from church and he said, nobody noticed my tie. And he was in tears. And I'm like, just that alone is huge. Yeah. the Just those small things of getting to know those kids, yeah. you know, knowing what makes them tick, what they love, what they hate. And it goes ah. a long way. For example, when I was in kids ministry, I remember my, my Sunday school teacher, Miss Robbie, she learned what my favorite snack was. And whenever she could, she would bring it. And uh, that just meant the world to me that she would go out of her way to bring my favorite snack. So let me ask you one thing. Do you remember any lessons she taught or do you remember the experience of her loving you like that? Like what, what do you remember? Two things I remember. One, I remember like it's this is where I can remember her love. Uh, I can remember just a lot of things about her. I don't remember yeah. her lessons. I remember a yeah. lot of things about her. I can remember like outfits she wore. I can remember the smell of her perfume. It's weird. I can remember all that stuff. Really? But I, yeah, because that's the thing with relationships. And I heard a quote once, and I, I say this all the time, and I can't remember what poet said this, but the poet said, people will forget what you say. People will yeah. sometimes remember what you do, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Oh, that's so and, cool. And I, I cling to that because I think about my time in kids ministry, I can remember the name of every leader I ever had, but I can't remember games I played or videos yeah. I watched or songs I sang. But you know what else I remember was opportunities. I The, the times I was given opportunities to serve and yeah. teach. Yeah, there you go. And so, and both go. those are experiential things. Relationships are experiential and then service is experiential. Um, and so, one thing I, I... Oh, sorry. You go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say another thing here. Actually, I'll save that for when we get to become because uh, it comes down to what children's identity. But so we talked about belong. Yeah. So we talked about belong, which is the relationship. Believe is just making sure you're teaching them the gospel with clarity and focus. Sometimes I think the Bible can just feel like uh, an undetached collection of stories and they don't connect with each other at all. Helping kids understand the, the Bible, it's like a story of reality. It, it's yes. about who we are, who God is. And so, you know, for that, just simple tips is uh, have the kids talk just as much as you do. You know, one thing I've learned in ki- when I've taught kids is asking them questions and then fill in the gaps as I teach and okay. then ask questions for them to retell me things and um, or to act it out or to draw it out. For to make sure that it was clear, because if they're struggling to answer questions, it shows that I wasn't clear. Oh, and um, 
Yeah. Questions are and a big part of that. Questions are a big yeah. part of that too, because of that, how yeah. you can tell, you know, and some teachers, some leaders don't want to ask because they're afraid of what the kids actually learn. And so don't yeah. be afraid of what you taught. Just, you know, those questions are super important. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, it's not about how great of a teacher you are. It's about, did they learn? And, exactly. you know, and that, and it, it helps all of us grow. And so that's believe in the become, you know, it's this idea of becoming like Jesus. And there's so many things to this, you know, um, one thing I think that's helpful when you think about becoming, uh, helping children become like Jesus is recognizing their identity. I think a lot of times we can see kids as uh, consumers instead of co-laborers. Um, and that's a big shift I've been trying to take even at our churches. Kids aren't just consumers. They're not just receivers. What right. can I do to help them be self-feeders? What can I do so that when they're living their day-to-day life and they're not at church, they can be growing themselves. They can be walking out the ways of Jesus. And so a lot of that is through modeling. You know, I th- you know, a lot of times we can say, oh, well, hey, you need to pray. We can tell a kid to pray, but if we've never modeled it for them, they're not going to know how to pray. Yeah. We can tell them, we can tell them to read the Bible. But we got to remember the Bible is an ancient book. And so if you're asking a seven-year-old to read an ancient book, they, and they don't have any experience with that, we need to show them how to do that. Yeah, And, you know, we, we tell them to share their faith, but if we've never taught them how to share their faith, you know, there's, there's so many things of what can we be giving our kids? So they're not just consumers where they're learning content, where it's yeah. not just information, but how can we treat them as co-laborers toward transformation That's good. where they're self feeders and they can be on mission for God. Cause just like you said, they're part of the body of Christ and they need to be serving it. Totally. Well, and, and the challenge with that is that means your leaders are going to have to be that way. They're going to yeah. have to be self-feeders <laughs> and yeah. they're going to have to, you know, and it's okay. I, like I've talked to so many kids leaders who learn as their kids are learning and that's totally okay. Yeah. Like, to me, like become like, but don't ever ask your kids to do something if you're not willing to do it. Like, and to me, it's like, it's so important to be growing in your own life. And I think that's the big key. And my question to leaders is, are you being discipled? Cause that process never stops. Right. I mean, discipleship is really birth to the grave. You can always, you always have more yeah. to learn, always have, you know, the more you learn it and the, the richer it goes. And, and I think a big piece of this too, especially in the belief part is choosing good curriculum. There's no question yes. about it. with a good <laughs> scope, a good sequence, you know, and I think just because a curriculum looks really great and it's maybe flashy, if it doesn't have a good scope and sequence where it's leading you through what kids need to learn, uh, and I believe Awana has a pretty good scope and sequence where they're taking kids through all of the different things that a kid needs to learn. So by the time they're out of your kid's ministry, they just haven't heard about one thing the whole time, but they've really got a good scope of what the Bible has to say. Yeah. You know, as far as Awana's curriculum goes, you know, we're known for Awana clubs. You know, a lot of people know Awana for the vests and the awards and the scripture memory. And that curriculum does have phenomenal stuff because more than the scripture memory, they're going through the Bible, they're learning key doctrines, but we've also got bright and, you know, that's kind of new to maybe a lot of people who are listening, but bright came out of this, this, what we heard was a need for good, solid uh, weekend space curriculum. And so in that weekend space curriculum, we walk through scripture, we go through tough topics, you know, um, for example, and I, I, this is one thing I love about digital curriculum is you can ad- adapt it on the fly, yes. is our, our curriculum team added a lesson on how do you talk to your kids about Ukraine? What's going on oh, in Ukraine? Oh, wow. That's cool. They okay. added it like on a dime. And that's why I love is 
you know, taking real life situations and say, how can we respond to this as Christians and think through this biblically? And where is God in all of this? And kids need that. You know, they don't need things that are detached from reality. They need to know how do I live and walk out Christ in the day-to-day stuff of life? And how do they even process what they're seeing on the screens right now? I mean, like, and we can help them. You know, there's a lot of adults who question that. Like, how do I even process uh, you know, what I'm seeing on the screen. And so I think that's, wow, that's awesome. And so they can really respond to that pretty quick. And is that, where do people find that? Is it on the Awana website? Yeah. So you, you can find it at awana.org or it has its own specific website, brightcurriculum.com. And okay. you can get like a free lesson and everything. And I would encourage people to check it out because, um, yeah, it, I was really impressed with how it's flexible, how churches can use it, whether they're small or large. Um, Cause you're right. At the end of the day, um, you, you can have a curriculum that looks good and everything, but you need to make sure it's grounded in scripture yes. and it presents the gospel clearly. Cause that's what we're called to, you know, the church has like two goals to share the gospel and to make disciples. Right. And that just goes in cycle, you know, yes, so. totally 100%. That's great. So it sounds like my last question was going to be a great resource, but it sounds like we're already talking about Bright. So a good resource that yeah. children's leaders can use. Uh, what about for training? What do you recommend for children's leaders to go and get the kind of training like we're talking about? How to train children's leaders to be great disciples? Yeah. And so the, the main resource I would recommend, I've already hinted at some of the stuff in this resource, but um, there's a book called Resilient Child Discipleship and the Fearless Future of the Church. And if you haven't read this, you need to. And the nice thing about this, it's written by leadership at Awana, but it's not Awana specific. It's not saying like you got to get Awana curriculum or anything like that. The beautiful thing about this book is it's all about the call to purpose of children's ministry and what your philosophy is in everything you do within your children's ministry. And this book has blessed me tremendously, even in how I think about these conversations. That's you know, great. what's the goal and what are the primary factors that get us to that goal? I love that. And so, yeah, if you, if you haven't read this, you jump on it. it. It's such a good read and it's, it's so helpful. And we're going to put that in our show notes so you can find that book yep. and figure out where to find that. Um, man, thank you so much for taking time out today. Do you have anything else you'd like to throw in that maybe we haven't covered? Yeah. The, the last thing I would just say, you know, earlier at the start of the, the show, we said that your labor is not in vain. And here's one thing I really want to encourage your listeners with as they leave success and discipleship. So we're, we've been talking about discipleship this whole episode. Success and discipleship isn't defined by flawless execution, but by faithful intention. Yeah. And I, I want to repeat that again, because I think sometimes in children's ministry, we can think, well, if this isn't done just right, or if we don't have the, yes. the up-to-date thing, or if we're not doing all the all the, the bells and whistles, it, it's not going to work. And again, you know, we want to have excellence in ministry, but we need to rest in God's power. He's the one that brings yes. the heart change. Yep. And so I, I just want to say that again, success and discipleship isn't defined by flawless execution, but by faithful intention. God will work through your faithfulness. I promise you that. That's awesome. And so, uh, yeah, that's why I want to leave your listeners with is God's hey, going to work in your faithfulness. It's our listeners because you're part of the tribe, man. Anybody? Yeah, part of the man. tribe. We're that's all, right. We're all part of one tribe. That's what I love about this is having just this discussion. And we'd love to hear from our listeners, people that are listening. You can go to the mailbag, drop off any questions, comments, thoughts. Where do people find you at, Hunter? Yeah, the easiest thing they can do. I have my own personal website for my ministry with Awana. It's Awana TN. 
dot com okay. and they can learn about you know events I might be having come up or they're welcome to I mean I've got contact info on there they can reach out to me with any questions because my heartbeat is just to help churches reach the next generation and make resilient disciples who follow Jesus no matter what one last super quick question because we're out of time how yeah. do you think we get men involved in this process of kids ministry so that we're calling so, men in to help too well you know one thing I, I did recently, I went to a men's ministry and they didn't have a, a lot of guys there. And so the guys that were there, I said, why do you think the men's ministry is not doing well? And they gave all these answers. And I said, here, here's my answer. Why I think it's not doing well is because you, you guys aren't involved in the kids ministry. There you go. And here, here's why I pushed them. I said, look, uh, Frederick Douglass, he has this quote that says, it's easier to build strong boys than to mend broken men. Yes. And and I think that's what we're seeing in the church. As children, they weren't brought up well. They weren't discipled. So now we have men who are disengaged from the church. So yeah. I think it's getting with the guys who are there and saying, look, if you want uh, strong lead men leading in your church, you've got to start now while yes. they're young. Yes. And so I think it's giving them that, that long view vision of what it. it can do. I love it. It's and ladies, you can recruit men. Go with it. Go with that kind of a vision, like to say, hey, you know. And I ask all of our guy leaders who we talk to because I think a lot of people are scratching their head. How do we get guys involved? And that's a great, great point. Will you pray over our leaders, and then we're gonna we're gonna close it up. Yeah, let's pray. Dear God, I just want to thank you so much uh, for this conversation, and I love the mentality of this podcast. The this is our tribe. That's right, God. Uh, thank you so much. No matter who's listening right now, Lord, I pray for their ministries. I pray uh, that they would be empowered by your spirit, that you would give them a, a freshness in their ministry, that even though things may have been hard, God, I pray that they are reminded today that you don't work through flawlessness, you work through faithfulness, yes. Lord. Because at the end of the day, it's your spirit, it's your power that is making a difference in these churches, Lord. So God, give them, uh, don't let them grow weary in doing good because they are doing the good work. I mean, I would even say they're doing the best work. Yeah, Pouring into kids right now, it, it not only changes their lives today, but it changes the church tomorrow. And what a work to be a part of, God. Thank you that we're all a part of this right now. And so Lord, help us not grow weary in doing good. Thank you again for this calling you placed on our lives in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Hunter, I cannot wait to have you again. We're going to have you be a part again at some point. And so thank you so much for being on. Uh, love your heart. Love your spirit. Uh, Kidman leaders, let's go disciple kids and be encouraged. I hope you're walking away super encouraged today. Thank you for being part of our tribe. And Hunter, thank you for being part of our tribe and what you add to kids ministry today. God bless you guys. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's edition of the Kidman Tribe Podcast. I pray you got some great tools and some great ideas to integrate into discipleship for your kids and your children's ministry and your parents. It's such a great time to, to look at that strategy and then look forward to this fall of how we can integrate it. I also want to tell you about a great tool that 1230 Kids has that really I'll encourage you to look into if you haven't. They're kids service packs. They're theme collections of media with countdowns, motion backgrounds for lyrics, lesson notes, editable graphics, and more. We have some great themes that will match your kids' ministry environment like dinosaurs, glow party, kids camp, game night, and much more. We have tons more in our library. You can check them out at 1230kids.com backslash service packs. That's 1230 
kids.com slash service packs. Go check it out today. We so appreciate you and we're so excited to see what God is doing in your ministry this fall. We would love to hear from you. What are some of the thoughts, questions, ideas you would like to hear more about? You can submit your thoughts and questions to thekidmantribe.com slash mailbag. And be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much again for being part of the Kidman Tribe podcast. I'm so thankful that you're with us. Hey, become part of the tribe. Subscribe to the podcast for wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be YouTube or Apple or Google, wherever you're listening today or, or watching, subscribe. I promise you in our next season this fall, we have some incredible guests that are gonna encourage you, that are gonna challenge you, that will breathe some breath of fresh air into all that you're doing to serve kids and families. And you're not gonna want to miss a single moment. So subscribe. Hey, also share some great comments underneath. Help us get up in the rankings on uh, the podcast. We'd so appreciate that. Any thoughts, comments, ideas, share with all of your friends. Uh, we want to be a blessing and help all Kidmen leaders just with encouragement with really some of the hot hottest topics that we're struggling or dealing with in kids ministry today. Hey, so also go to the Kidman Tribe website, which is kidmantribe.com. You can find all of our back issues of, of blogs. We have a blog that we release every other week. Uh, we have the podcast there. There's also a great place to get pick up some swag for your Kidman tribe, the people that are serving in your kids' ministry at your church uh, as thank you gifts. So I want to encourage you with that. Hey, if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, you'd like some topics on the show that are coming up, you can go to our mailbag, which is thekidmantribe.com backslash mailbag. Share your thoughts, share your ideas. If you have questions, I promise you they'll get on the show. We want to answer those. We want to hit some topics that you're dealing with today. And I want to encourage you in that way. Hey, in two weeks on the show, two weeks from today, I'm going to welcome Amber Pike. Amber serves as a director of family ministries at her church and is also the executive editor and operations director of our friends, Kids Matter. She's been a contract writer for Answers in Genesis VBS, a curriculum writer, a conference speaker, and has just published her first book, Exploring the Bible Through History. You're going to love Amber and you're going to love the insight she brings, especially maybe if you're a little at a smaller church. Um, and I think the tools are going to be good for whatever size you're in, but Amber is going to really speak to that. And so don't miss that. Amber's been married uh, to her husband, Ron, for 11 years, and they have two amazing kids that they homeschool. And this edition of the Kidman Tribe podcast, we're going to talk about successfully doing kids ministry in smaller churches and what leaders should focus on. That's two weeks from today. Hey, as we're getting into the month of August, I want to encourage you to take some time to get a breather. It's been a busy summer. Many of you have had VBS camps, all of that. Take some me time to reevaluate. Take some time to let God pour back into your cup because so much of the time we try to lead on empty. And so today, like take some time with the Lord, let him fill your joy, let him fill your strength, let him fill your passion for kids ministry. Now's the time to do that. Even if you need to take a couple of days off, go on a prayer retreat, whatever you're looking to do, God is gonna refire you, I believe, for this next season. And so take some time with him. He wants to encourage you and strengthen you. Hey, in the meantime, go and reach kids in your world with experiences that transform their lives and their parents too. Thank you again for joining me on the Kidman Tribe Podcast. You are loved, you're appreciated, you are my heroes, and what you do is changing lives for eternity. Don't let anyone else convince you of that. I'm your biggest fan, I'm cheering you on always. You're my heroes, 
Go get them tribe and I'll catch you in two weeks. The Kidman Tribe Podcast is a production of 1230 Kids. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your kids' ministry, visit kidmantribe.com.